Thanks for tuning in to the teaching ministry of Mike Hilson, Senior Pastor of New Life Wesleyan Church of La Plata, Maryland. It's a church that plants churches and of Where You Are Church, an online church helping people reconnect with God through practical content and a growing community. Hey, we're glad that you're taking time to listen to this week's message. We hope this teaching helps you love God and love people better every single day. And if you enjoy what you hear today, consider sharing it with someone else. Now, enjoy today's teaching. We're going to continue in our series today on the life of the Apostle Peter. Now, if you'll remember last week, we talked about the mountaintop experience where Peter, James, and John go with Jesus onto a mountaintop. Jesus is transfigured. They see Jesus having a conversation with Elijah and Moses. It's an incredible time. They want to stay on the mountain. They can't stay on the mountain because the work is down at the bottom of the mountain. So that you just can't stay there. So we talked about mountaintop experiences. It's interesting that this week we're going to move from a mountaintop experience to a sacrifice experience because I, I think it's interesting because I think life works that way. It obviously works that way in Peter's life. He's going, he will, he will spend the rest of his life going from miraculous moments to in jail moments, from miraculous moments, from being a leader who's loved by the people to being beaten by the, by the religious leaders of the day. He'll go back and forth like that the rest of his life. But that happens in our lives too. We go from these great mountaintop moments to moments that are dark, that are difficult, that require sacrifice, or where we see things that are just wrong or unjust, and, and we have to process that, and we have to figure out what's going on. That's precisely what you're going to see happen today, is we're going to go from this mountaintop awesome experience that Peter, James, and John have, and we're now going to move into what is known as the Garden of Gethsemane. So if you've got your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. And what we want to deal with is the issue, the question of sacrifice. And specifically today, we're going to unpack the sacrifice that Jesus needed to make and how Peter viewed that, how that affected him, what he thought about it, how he reacted to it. We're going to look into all of that. So Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 to 44. Now, Jesus is on his way. He's back in Jerusalem. We've got the triumphal entry. He's already taken place. He's in Jerusalem. He'll be crucified in just a day or so. And he is uh, he is meeting. He has just had the Last Supper. They've now gone out to pray. In just a at the end of this story, he will be arrested. And so that, that's where we are in the story. So he's taken his disciples. He's gone out into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. Watch. Then Jesus, I'm in Matthew chapter 26, verse 36. Then Jesus with his disciples went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with them, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Now, now think about this just a minute. Same three characters, same three disciples. This is the sons of Zebedee are James and John. So you've got Peter, James, and John, who have who the other disciples are left behind. These three he takes a little further. He stops with them, and these same three who were on the mountaintop with him saw him transfigured, saw him in his heavenly body, saw him having a conversation with Moses and Elijah. Now look at him, and he says, Stay with me and pray with me and for me because my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. I'm so depressed I could just die. 
pray with me is what he's saying to them. Now imagine this moment for them. They've watched him they've watched him raise the dead. They've watched him heal the sick. They've watched him cast out demons. They've watched him be transfigured. They've watched all of that happen. And all of a sudden, he's just at the end of his rope. Now, they don't understand yet the sacrifice that is in front of him. He does. Jesus knows the sacrifice he's about to face. Jesus knows the beating he's about to take. Jesus knows the crucifixion is coming. Jesus knows he's about to take, listen to it, he's about to take on himself the sins of all mankind, the entire world that ever was or ever will be. He's about to take on all of that sin. It's heavy. It is so heavy on him right now. In another place in scripture, we find that when he's praying here, he actually begins to he actually begins to sweat blood. I mean, this is heavy on him. But imagine the disciples. These three disciples who've seen him at the absolute heights. Now see him in this moment where he says, "Pray with me because I am, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me." Going a little further, the Bible says, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed. Listen to his prayer. This is Jesus. This is 100% God, 100% man. But the human side of him is starting to battle. He says, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. In other words, Lord, if there's any way, Father, if there's any way that we could do this another way, let, then let's do it another way. Let's don't go here. But, you know, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping, sleeping. Well, okay, let's let's give them a little bit of break. A lot of things have happened. They, they've set up for the Last Supper. They've set up for the Passover. They've been through the Passover. They, they've done all the work of that. They've been through all of this, and then they've gone out into the garden. They're, they're now here, and they're praying. It's been a long day. They're exhausted, and he finds them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's a whole nother sermon. Uh, that's a whole nother sermon we, gotta, we, we should pray process it sometime. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, my father, listen to, listen to, how, listen to how his prayer changes. My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. He shifts. He, there, there, there's, this, there's this development in the way Jesus is dealing with this. Why? Because the human side of him, the human nature side of him is, is battling against, is trying to go into self-preservation mode. But the God side of him knows that this is why he's here to start with. And so he, he's beginning, this, this transition is happening in the way that he's processing it. Now, I want everybody to understand me. Jesus was never going to make the wrong choice. He, he could not have made the wrong choice. But here's something that we get to know. It's a beautiful part of the story of Jesus, is that he actually did become a hundred percent human as well as being a hundred percent God. He struggled with things. He wrestled with things. He didn't want to do this. He didn't want to go forward. He was, he was dreading what was in front of him to the point that he's praying and saying, Lord, is there any other way? And then his prayer changes. If there's not any other way, Lord, then, then your will be done. When he came back, he again found the disciples sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time saying the same thing. I want, here's, the, here's the point I want to make here. Sacrifice is necessary in life. And in this case, 
sacrifice is absolutely necessary in the eternal, in the eternal, in the in in the in the cosmos itself. This sacrifice is necessary. You see, God created the earth. God created Adam and Eve. God created mankind, and then mankind sinned against God. Somehow that relationship between God and man has to be restored. In order for that relationship to be restored, there must be a paying of the penalty of sin. Now, over the years, the Israelites have done this by sacrificing animals. They would sacrifice, you know, certain animals for certain times of the year, some for repentance, some for forgiveness. There, there would be different reasons, different sacrifices, because the Bible makes it clear that sin requires a blood sacrifice. In other words, sin's going to cost somebody something. Sin is never free. So what Jesus is about to do is Jesus is about to give himself as a sacrifice so that he pays the price once and for all for all the sins of all mankind. That's what's going to happen here. It's going to be heavy on him, but this sacrifice is necessary. you got to hear me. In your life, in, your, in, in my life, in our lives day to day, there are times when sacrifice is necessary. There are times... There are times when a price has to be paid, and perhaps it's not even me that caused the problem. Perhaps the 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 uh, the intention, the responsibility to pay the debt is not mine, but I choose to take it on anyway. I choose to be sacrificial. There are moments in our lives when sacrifices absolutely necessary. Now, you might say, oh, what a beautiful thing. No, 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 no. We got to keep reading because sacrifice is beautiful afterward when we look back at it. In the moment, here's your second point, in the moment when you are going through it, sacrifice is ugly. It just is. I mean, there, there, there's no way around it. If you think about the sacrificial system in the, in the Old Testament, when they bring these animals onto the, onto the altar and these animals are slaughtered, think about thousands and thousands and thousands of people bringing animals to be sacrificed for their sins or sacrificed for their forgiveness. And, and thousands and thousands and thousands of animals being being sacrificed and bled out on this altar how incredibly ugly was that i think that's intentional from god because i think god wants us to understand how ugly our sin is and how ugly the price is that has to be paid for our sins sacrifice itself is ugly watch watch i'm going to be in verse 45 let's start there then he returned to his disciples this is the third time and he says to them are you still sleeping and resting Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let's go. Here comes my betrayer. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. I want to pause. Jesus' last steps, I want to make this point. Jesus' last steps as a free human in his life, his last steps as someone not in bondage, not arrested, not headed to the cross, his last free steps are made toward those who will arrest him unfairly, who will treat him unjustly, and who will murder him. His last steps are toward the ones that are going to kill him. Why? Because he knows this sacrifice is necessary. He's come to pray, he's come to, he's come to grips with it. He's settled it with God now. He's prayed through it. It's behind him. He's no longer asking God to take it away. His last y'all, this is so incredible. His last free steps are taken toward his captors. He he says, "Rise, let's go. Here comes my betrayer." While he's still speaking, Judas shows up. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the 
the chief priests and the elders of the people. They're expecting a fight. They're ready for a fight. Now, the betrayer, that's Judas, had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man, arrest him. So going at once to Jesus, Judas says, greetings, rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, because Jesus knows all things. He replies, do, you, do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. And with that, one of Jesus' companions, hold up, this is Peter, we know that from another account. One of Jesus' companions, Peter, reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. There's nothing pretty about this moment. There's nothing. I mean, sacrifice is ugly. He's being arrested unfairly. He's going to be treated unjustly. He's going to be killed. He's going to be killed for nothing. He did nothing wrong, and yet he's going to be killed. They know all of that to be true. And now Peter says, here's what Peter's doing. A fisherman, think about this moment, a fisherman draws his sword against a soldier, a, a, a guard from the temple. A fisherman is going to take on a guard. The, Peter expects to die right here. There are men surrounding them with swords and with clubs. Peter fully expects to keep his promise, I will die for you, Jesus. He fully expects that to happen. So he pulls out his sword, expecting a bloodbath in this moment. Either God's going to come through and we're going to win, or I'm going to die. Peter's good either way. Peter's dealt with it. He, he's here. He's ready to go. He's ready to keep his promise. But what happens is that, that, that Jesus stops him. In this moment that Peter expects to be so ugly, in this moment that Peter expects to die for him, Peter's trying, everybody listen to me, Peter's trying to make his own sacrifice to try to save Jesus from making the proper sacrifice. Here's what we got to understand. Sacrifice is necessary. Sacrifice is ugly. But sacrifice must always be worthwhile, which means we've got to be careful. We've got to think through it. We've got to follow what God says. You need to make a sacrifice when God calls you to, not just when you think you should. If they had followed Peter's plan, all the disciples would have been slaughtered right there in the Garden of Gethsemane. Or Peter would have stopped it, and then, and then our salvation would not have been one on the cross. Think about, think about what Peter's trying to accomplish. On both sides, Peter is either going to, if he accomplishes what he wants to do, Peter will either stop the sacrifice for all mankind from happening, or he will leave no one to start the church when Acts chapter 2 comes around. Either way, Peter's sacrifice would have been, would have been worthless. It would have been useless. In fact, it would have been in the way. Peter was not solving the problem. Peter was stopping the solution to the problem from taking place because the sacrifice was necessary. Peter didn't think it was necessary. He was against it. We know, we know that the whole story. He says to Jesus, no, 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 you're not going to die. I'll die for you. I'll do it. Peter's trying. Jesus knows the sacrifice is necessary, but it's got to be the right one. Listen, the apostle Peter couldn't die for our sins. The Apostle Peter wasn't perfect. He wasn't God. He wasn't God in the flesh. Peter couldn't do that for us. Jesus had to do that for us. So listen, if you try to make the sacrifice on your own, by your own choice, then your sacrifice at that point is futile. Your sacrifice won't work. But if you follow God's plan, your sacrifice will always be worthwhile. Listen to what Jesus says to him. Put your sword back in place, Jesus said to Peter. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. And this is not what I want you to do. 
You're not here to live by the sword, Jesus is saying to him. You're going to be a religious, a spiritual leader, not a military leader. Do not think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. <laughs> I love it. Jesus is basically saying, wait, as a fisherman, you're going to fight for me? I could call all the armies of heaven down and you think I need to be defended by a fisherman? Come on. This is not, you're, you're, in the, you're, you're not thinking right, Peter. He says, but, but how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? Jesus then heals the servant of the, of the high priest whose ear was cut off. Now, the, look, the, the, the truth is our sacrifice has to be worthwhile. Everybody, I want everybody to hear me. I think there are two sides to this issue of sacrifice. Jesus' sacrifice on a cross was 100% necessary. It's the only thing that saves us. You cannot earn salvation. It is given to you as a free gift by Jesus who paid the price for our sins. He died on a cross. We don't have to. Okay, everybody's got that. But I think what we need to understand in our lives is there's two sides to this in a Christian, in a Christian context. There's the side that doesn't really want to sacrifice at all. We just want everything to be hunky-dory. We want to do whatever. We just want to, you know, we just want everything blessed, you know, uh, uh, happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. We want God to, God to give us good health and great wealth. We, we, we want all the good things, right? There's that side of us that calls for that kind of blessing, and God blesses that way sometimes. Then there's this other group that's like always sacrificial. They like have the, they have they have a an obsession with martyrdom, and they just seem to always need to be, I don't know, in trouble or making a sacrifice. Sometimes, can I just tell you, the, both of these extremes are wrong. There are times God will call us to sacrifice, and when God calls us to sacrifice, we must be willing. The ultimate sacrifice was His, not ours. But when He calls us to, we must be willing. There are other times when God blesses, and when God blesses, we need to be willing to receive the blessing. There's the mountaintop where we see him transfigured in all his power, and there's the Garden of Gethsemane where we see him sacrifice himself because it's necessary. You can't cause the mountaintop to happen. You can't make blessing happen, nor can you save anyone else by your own sacrifice. Jesus did the saving. The sacrifices we make are only because he's called us to be part of what he's doing in someone else's life. You know, it's rare anymore that our sacrifices would cost us our lives. It happens. It happens. But it's rare. But when it does happen, are you willing to sacrifice whatever God's called you to do? Are you willing to sacrifice, you know? Let, 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 me, let me be very blunt. In our relationship, sacrifice is necessary. We're not, we're not sacrificing to win somebody's salvation. Jesus did that. But it's, sometimes it's easier to say, I'll die for you, than it is to say, I'll live for you. Sometimes it's easier to say, I'll die for Jesus, than it is to say, I'll live for Jesus. Sometimes it's easier to say, I'll die for my wife, than it is to say, I'll live for her. But the truth is, sacrifice is on both sides of that. And when God calls us to sacrifice, the question becomes, are we willing and are we sure the call was from him? Pray with me. Holy Spirit, speak to us right now. Show us in no uncertain terms what you would have us do. Lord, we don't want to make some kind of unnecessary sacrifice that does not accomplish 
anything in your kingdom and may even frustrate what you're trying to do in your kingdom. We don't want to do that. Don't make us Peter with the sword attacking the, 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 the soldier, the guard from the temple. Let us see what you're doing. Let us know what you're doing. Let us stay awake. Let us stay focused. But Lord, when you do call us to sacrifice, let us be willing. This same Peter who here, who here does not sacrifice his life. In fact, if he had sacrificed his life here, it would have been futile. This same Peter will die on a cross upside down in Rome. And that sacrifice, he will make a point and it won't be futile because it will be something you called him to. God, teach us to sacrifice when it's right. And teach us to accept your sacrifice when that's all we need. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. So I have just a couple questions. Uh, Awesome message. Loved it. So can personal sacrifices sometimes be like a form of pride or self-reliance rather than, you know, true surrender to to God's will and what he wants? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, in fact, I think uh, I I mentioned in the sermon that there are some people that are uh, that are addicted to or or they're just committed to this this uh, idea of martyrdom. Mm-hmm. They they want somehow to sacrifice themselves. They want somehow to always be the one that's mm-hmm. doing the hard things. Or, mm-hmm. oh, I know it's so tough, but you know, okay, I'll do it. You yeah. know that kind of. It, it's just they want that, and it becomes a. It does become a source of yeah. pride for them. Your spirit spirituality, absolutely, yeah. and it becomes a source of pride for them that they paid this price, or they did this sacrifice, or they mm-hmm. did this thing. Yeah, and um, and you'll see this a lot of times in churches where people are. Where people just they constantly, constantly, constantly serve, and what they end up doing is in a church setting, functionally, mm-hmm. is they end up taking away from other people who would like to get engaged the opportunity to have something to do, mm-hmm. because they're so busy feeding their own spiritual pride through martyrdom that they insist on doing it all themselves. Oof. So, um, jeez. Okay, so know. the how-to questions coming up after that. So, how yeah. do we? Uh, check our hearts, right? Ensure yes. that we're not making sacrifices a form of this kind of self-righteousness, uh, reliance, um, and also not so that we don't uh, try to earn God's love. Right. I mean, that's really what right. that is. It's It goes way back to the ancients where they were practicing asceticism right. and self-torture so that they could kind of earn the mm-hmm. sacrifice to well, Jesus did still, on their behalf. There's still people doing that today. Yeah. There are certain places in the world where they will uh, literally flail their backs mm-hmm. uh, around Easter and cause scars and blood and all this. Uh, that's still going on today. Uh, but um, but no, I think the way that you surrender is, is <laughs> this is going to be a totally unsatisfying answer, uh, but I think it's the right answer, which is it's a matter of spending time with. The mm-hmm. more time you spend with God in, in His Word, in prayer, in just contemplation, in just listening, mm-hmm. uh, the more time you spend with God, the more you know the will of God. It's not unlike, you know, I could go into a restaurant. You and I had this conversation recently. Mm-hmm. I could go into a restaurant. I could order for my wife. I could confidently say I know what she wants. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. could confidently do that because... I've been around her so much. We've spent so much time together. Mm-hmm. I need to be around God so much that, that, that whether or not he's calling me to make this sacrifice or it's something I'm doing is obvious to me. Mm. So it's kind of an unsatisfying answer because it's just, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the consistency of the mundane that you learn to hear the profundity of the moment. Mm. 
Is that a good line? You like yeah, that line? I, I think we, we need to say no more. Let's just put it. I think we stop right there. You can play that one back because that was so good. That was so good. It reminds me. I love me, that word profundity. It profundi- just sounds good. Uh, profundity <laughs> and mundane somehow worked really well together. Yeah. It reminds me of a quote from Eugene Peterson. You know, it's mm-hmm. like long, uh, what is it? Long obedience in one direction. Yes. I yes, I'm yes. just butchered love it. The book. Uh, love the book. So, so good. So, mm-hmm. so good. But same ideas. Okay. I was going to ask what are practical ways to surrender in our daily lives, but mm-hmm. I think you kind of already crushed it. So okay. that's all I had. All right. um, so next week, um, we're going to be diving in further with Peter. Can't yep. wait to hear more. Thank you again for joining us. We hope that this resource helped you in your journey towards loving God and loving people better every single day. If you enjoyed this, please take a second, share it with your friends. And last, we wanted to give a special thanks to all of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you all that this is possible. And if you'd like to learn more about how to partner with us financially, go ahead and click give for more information. We appreciate anything that you can do to help. So thanks again for being a member of our online family. We love serving Jesus with you.